Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of OA News Overtime. I'm Jordan Hill with Justin Lee, as always. Justin. Jordan. How we doing? Good. I'm doing better, uh, I'll say, than I was hey! uh, this time last week. I was going to say, we got I was going to say, how can we bring up the Braves? I mean, let's just bring them up, yeah. brother. Yeah. Baseball time, man. I just what I, an exciting time in Auburn. I don't want to take credit, but I mean, I threw that hat off my head on the last episode, and then the Braves. Braves have not lost since. I'm just, I'm just saying. As we record on Wednesday before uh, game two, yes, in the precarious hours, yes. Thoughts and prayers to Charlie Morton. Tough guy. Uh, baseball, baseball, <laughs> but also football. But more importantly, <laughs> football, Justin. Big game this week in Jordan Hare. Possibly the best intro to our podcast Good we've grief. ever recorded. <laughs> no, no going anywhere but up from that point. Number eighteen Auburn is going to host number, number 10, ten Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Wow. wow, big game. Um, what's your initial read on this game, and, and sort of what you're expecting to see in Jordan Hare on Saturday night? Boy, Jordan, I think uh, uh, I'd like to think Auburn's going to get excited and pack it out. Um, that's what I'd like to. Th- I'd like to think. That's what I'd like to see. I mean, you're looking at an Auburn team that does still control its own destiny, as much as everyone says, you know, in the West, and and it's one of those games, kind of like we've been kind of looking at. You know, uh, you could win this one, still lose to A and M, and maybe still control your own destiny. Mm-hmm. So, a very big game in a lot of ways, and uh, and. Uh, you know, I would I would like to think Auburn fans will be there and be loud and uh, you know be uh, champing at the bit to win this one. Just and they were there for the Georgia game, you know. But uh, we'll see how they respond, you know, because obviously that was a you know a dejecting loss for a lot of fans. Um, but I think they will be. I think they'll be there. I think it'll be big. It'll be a chilly night for the first time this year. Um, Wrap up. Uh, and yes. Be stay warm. Right. If you're at the game. Yes. Come prepared. prepared. Yeah. Hot hands. Yeah. They're like a dollar and a half at Dollar General. Go get some. Half Dollar General. Yes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, we keep saying like every week, well, we're going to know more about the team. And I think we do know more about Auburn. I think maybe we don't know as much about Ole Miss, to be honest. Yeah. We don't know which Ole Miss is going to show up. Yeah. So, uh, depending on, you know, X, Y, and Z, I think Auburn can win the game. I can also see Auburn losing the game. So, mm-hmm. uh, another, and Vegas, Vegas better see it the same way because it opened as a pick em, right? And it hasn't really moved. Yeah, I think Auburn might be a slight favorite, but I yeah. haven't. And that Lane Kiffin mentioned that today. I mean, clearly, you know, he's my, oh, we're, nobody's expecting us to win, that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. You know, a I mean. one point game. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Lane. My big That's th- Coach Kiffin to you. Yes. Um, my big thing looking at this game is that this might be a very good opportunity for Auburn for a, for a number of reasons. And, and I wrote about this. This is going to come out later this week. Can you name the three SEC West teams that only have one conference loss as it stands? Alabama. Correct. Auburn. Correct. Ole Miss. Correct. Wow. So this is a very big opportunity for Auburn mm-hmm. to try to separate itself from the rest of the pack now clearly there's enough sec games left that 
winning this one doesn't mean really any- I mean, it keeps you where you want to be, but it doesn't right. guarantee you anything. Right. If you have a bad showing at A&M and lose, then you turn around and say you lose to Mississippi State. Well, this whole missed game doesn't mean very much. But mm-hmm. a big opportunity for Auburn at home. Right. And I think you mentioned the Ole Miss team that Auburn's going to be facing. This is a banged-up Ole Miss team. Sure. I mean, uh, Lane Kiffin talked last week like he was convinced that Matt Crowell was not going to be able to play. Yeah. And I get, you know, that's part of it. Um, but he, he, we know he was banged up against Tennessee. And then he, he still played in that LSU game and played pretty well in that win for Ole Miss. Uh, I think the starting right guard is banged up. They're down two of their three leading receivers. A tight end's hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, this could really wind up playing in Auburn's favor in the fact that we know how dangerous, how potent this Ole Miss offense can be. But this is probably not going to be an Ole Miss offense that's 100%. Meanwhile, you look at Auburn, receivers are coming off of maybe their best game of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, still, you know, looking at the running game and trying to figure out what's going on there. Bo's coming off of maybe the best start of his career. Mm-hmm. I just think where these two teams are kind of meeting each other, I think it could really play into Auburn's favor when we get into this game. And I still think it, it's going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. Um but I think Auburn may be playing Ole Miss right at the the right time as far as Auburn's concerned. And coming off a of bye week, yes, this is another huge advantage. Yes. So yeah, I mean Auburn has as much advantages as it could want. Yes. Coming into this game, um, if they did things the right way on the bye week, if they come in prepared, if they're you know ready to play football, and if the fans are there to to give them the home field you know night game ESPN environment that they should have, so. Uh, it's kind of funny, man, and I don't, I don't know which way I'm picking. You're gonna have to tune in at the end of the episode mm, to find. We call out. that a tease in the business, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But I also legitimately haven't decided yet. But uh, uh, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, I think if you're Auburn, you have a lot, a lots in your favor right now, and um, the, you know, going to Kyle Field, not so much. No. Later this season, so you when you want to win this game, you really want to win this game. Yes, and uh, and and Ole Miss. I keep asking, you know, when is Ole Miss going to run out of gas? Mm-hmm. And they haven't yet. And of course, last week wasn't wasn't the the barn burner that they've been used to playing in. You know, they took care of LSU pretty pretty handedly. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and of course, an LSU team Auburn struggled with. So I mean, could Ole Miss come in here and do that to Auburn? Yeah, you bet your butt they could. Mm-hmm. We don't know if they will, but uh, it's possible. Um, so, I, I, but it, it, I just think, uh, for Auburn, you know, you, you're, you have, home, you know, I don't know, you have home field advantage, you're holding serve. Yeah. And I think Auburn should come in with that mentality, uh, to really win this game. And it really could be a big win because going into, you know, going in and, you know, say this every year, cause Auburn will always like lose the LSU or somebody still control their own destiny. Right. Mm. But at the end of the year, I mean, you know, for you to be able to – I don't know how many winner-take-all Iron Bowls there have actually been, and especially at home in Jordanair Stadium, you want that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, <laughs> Keith Etzer, is the new coach at Auburn High right wow. here, said, uh, I think it was last Friday, I was driving to Lo Chipoca or wherever, and I had their game on the radio. And it was the pregame show with, like, Scott Bagwell, and Keith was saying uh, – at the beginning of the year, you want to control your destiny at the end of the year. Yeah. And he's like, this is where – so he's talking about region standings, home playoff game. And he says, we're where we wanted to be at the beginning of the year because at the beginning of the year, you want to control your own destiny at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where you would be if you can get to that Iron Bowl 
with with one or two losses, uh, you know, with tiebreakers over A and M and Ole Miss, mm-hmm. to possibly beat Alabama at home and go to go to Atlanta. So, I mean, that's uh, that's all you could ask for at this point in the season. But this is a major step toward it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The the big matchup, and I want to get your take, and, and really, I mean, just if we can kind of focus on Matt Corral, sure. uh, Ole Miss quarterback, a guy that a lot of people are talking about as right. a Heisman candidate. What's sort of your, your take on what Corral has done this year and how important stopping him is going to be if Auburn's going to be able to win this game? Real quick, I just thought of something. Yes. So A&M and Ole Miss haven't played each other yet, I don't right? think so. I don't think so. So you win this game, you root for Ole Miss to beat A&M, mm-hmm. and then you're – where you want to be, even if you lose at Kyle Field. Yeah. That's why I'm just, talking about how you, big this game yeah, is. Yeah, and you just need to make sure you take care of business against Mississippi State and South Carolina. Right, right. Which right. you should. Right. If we're if we're having this conversation yes. about going to Atlanta, yeah. we're assuming, yeah. So we're doing this. That's what, that's <laughs> what we're saying. We're doing this right now. But, yeah, so, like, that's what I'm saying. And, like, the other way around, the flip side, you have to wait. You need Ole Miss to lose again. Not as appealing. No. Not as appealing. This is the one you want to win. I agree. So, anyway, Matt Corral. Yeah, man, he's as good of a Heisman candidate as there is right now, yeah, honestly. It seems it's, pretty wide open to me. It's pretty thin. Uh, I liked, uh, I don't know if it was Ubbin who said it should be the Georgia defensive tackle. Yeah, I, like, hey, man, I mean, Jordan Davis Hill open. here will endorse Jordan Davis. That's, just, <laughs> That's true. I can't not. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's him. It's it's Alabama quarterback, Young. It's Bryce, Bryce Young. Bryce, yeah. yeah. Bryce. I know that Michigan State running back got some love for a little bit. I think he might have kind of tailed off. Are they undefeated? Uh, they are, but they play Michigan this weekend. My gosh. Yes. Big game. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll see. It'll probably just be the Ohio State quarterback or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know CJ I mean. Stroud, to be fair, has played pretty well. It'll pick up at the end of the year when it's clear they're going to go to the playoffs, blah, 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 blah. blah. But, uh, yeah, I mean – I suppose Matt's is as good of a Heisman candidate as there is right now. He'll need Alabama to lose in order to – because we look at the other path, Auburn really needs to win – I mean, Ole Miss really needs to win this. And then they probably just need Auburn to beat Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're going to need. So it's a big, really big game for, for uh, Ole Miss because if they lose this one, you've got tiebreaker, you know, disadvantages to Alabama and Auburn. You're kind of – Yeah. I, honestly, you might be out. You're out. Yeah. I agree. So, um, yeah. But, no, I mean, Matt has been – I mean, you hear Lane Kiffin's praises for him every game. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he goes to Tennessee and he's like, he's like, this hostile environment, how do you feel? And he's like, well, number two's on my team, so I feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, that just goes to show you how confident they are in him. He's a guy who, you know – Everybody at Ole Miss loved John Rice Plumley, you know, but when, when Kiffin came around, and Kiffin's like, well, you know what, this guy's my guy. Uh, and he stuck with Matt, and it's paid off for him. He has, you know, they, have, they make a great team. So, um, yeah, well, you'll see a, a, a really good quarterback and a really big challenge for defense coordinator Derek Mason. Well, to get a little bit more information and, and to learn a little bit more from the Ole Miss perspective, I uh, went to an old friend, uh, my old... Uh, a familiar face. Yes, uh, Nick Suss of the Clarion Ledger. He uh, was my boss uh, at the student paper at Georgia back in the day. Nick does a great job covering the Rebels, and he uh, he was nice enough to uh, give us some time to sort of break down this game and sort of what he expects to see on Saturday night. Uh, so let's turn it over to Nick and see what he had to share. Nick, a big game in Jordan-Hare on Saturday with Ole Miss coming to Auburn. 
Ole Miss looking pretty good right now, six and one, coming off a fourteen point win over LSU. Just what are your thoughts on where this Rebels team is right now as they get ready for this game against Auburn? Yeah, it's a really weird place for this Ole Miss team to be in because I think the optimistic fans in the bunch expected six and one to be reasonable, but I don't think people expected six and one the way the team looks right now. I mean, absent two of their three best receivers, their starting right guard and their starting tight end. They just won a very defensive game against an LSU team that had scored 49 points the week before. And the line I kind of been using is two weeks ago, this is a team that gave up 51 points to an Arkansas team that had been shut out the week before. That was what people expected, to take an offense that looked pretty bad and let them score 50. Not for a defense to kind of be the driving force of a game to where Lane Kiffin is making jokes about punting for midfield at fourth and two and being like, yeah, the book told me to go for it, but I trusted our defense. That's not a thing that Ole Miss fans had seen a lot of. So, I mean, Matt Corral's looking like a Heisman Trophy contender and the offense works, but it's not necessarily the offense that we were seeing three, four weeks ago. And it's definitely not the defense we were seeing three, four weeks ago. I want to start with the defense because the big question coming into this year for Ole Miss was if the defense could make any strides. What do you feel like is different or has worked differently these last few weeks that, that has the defense playing the way it is? Yeah, I guess three short answers that lead to one big answer. One, Jake Springer, the fifth-year senior safety, transfer from Navy, came back from injury before the Tennessee game, and he really is the, the key cog in this defense who, who makes everything go. He plays – a very similar role in the Ole Miss defense that Jalen Catalan does in the Arkansas defense, and probably not to the same degree that Catalan plays it, but he's a very similar guy who plays up in the box, can rush the passer, can cover sideline to sideline, and can play deep safety if he needs to. That's been helpful. The pass rush has been excellent. Sam Williams, seven and a half sacks already this year, three forced fumbles and a touchdown. He's been stellar. He's been playing an All-America caliber season. Uh, and Cedric Johnson, the other edge rusher, Ole Miss only brings three on just about every play. And they still, I believe, lead the SEC in sacks per game in conference play, which is pretty outstanding when, when Georgia's pass rush works the way it does uh, for Ole Miss to be in the same conversation as them. And then third, they went from being a team that were getting gashed by running backs. I mean, Arkansas and Alabama both only averaged about five yards per carry, but almost all of it was before contact. There was just absolutely no push up front. And teams were setting up easy second and fours, third and twos, and just kind of having their way with these 11, 12, 13 play drives. That kind of disappeared against Tennessee and definitely against LSU when they were forcing a bunch of punts. So the secondary has already been pretty good this year. But now when you combine that with a stellar pass rush, the, the return of a key cog at safety and a, a run defense that seems to be on the uptick, it's a defense that suddenly looks a lot more competent than, than it did a month ago. You mentioned Matt Corral earlier, and today Brian Harson was talking about him as a, you know, a front runner for the Heisman. And I know that a few other people, you know, really share that belief that he's up there um, at this point in the season. What has stood out to you about how Matt has played this year and uh, the things he's been able to do that has the offense rolling? Yeah, it's funny to me because by almost every valuable metric. Matt has been worse this year than he was last year. He's throwing for fewer yards per game. He's putting up fewer total yards per game. He's not playing the same type of hero ball he had to last year, but he's playing a very different kind of hero ball. I mean, there are, I think there are four quarterbacks in the power five that lead their teams in passing and rushing. And Matt Corral is one of them 
on a team that's running for about 250, 260 yards per game, he's still the top rusher. He's thrown 15 touchdowns, run for nine touchdowns, only been intercepted one time. He's really taking care of the ball. He's playing an incredibly clean form of football. He only threw for about 180 yards last week against LSU, but still completed, I believe, 78% of his passes. He's just been hyper-efficient, hyper-effective. He's not making the mistakes that really were the boneheaded ones last year, six picks against Arkansas, five picks against LSU that tanked two very winnable games. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's just playing a much cleaner form of football and is, oh, by the way, still putting up, I think, 350 yards of total offense per game and putting together just this obscene season where I think he's got more combined touchdowns than C.J. Stroud and more uh, total offense per game than C.J. Stroud. And Stroud's another guy who's up there with him and Bryce Young as the Heisman front runners. And Stroud's doing it on an Ohio State offense that, is arguably putting up the greatest video game numbers in college football history. So for Corral to be doing that on an offense where two of his three top receivers are hurt, his tight ends hurt, his starting right guards hurt, uh, and be doing it himself in a way where against Tennessee, he ran the ball 30 times. Who would have thought Matt Corral would have a 30 carry game this year? He, 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 between passes and rushes, had 68 touches against Tennessee. I mean, there are games where Auburn, I don't think, has run 68 plays, if I were to make a guess there. And that's just how valuable he's been in this offense, where they're going fast and he's not making mistakes, and that's that's huge. When you look at the game on Saturday, I know we even talked about this before the season, just as a very interesting matchup. What stands out to you as far as, from the Ole Miss perspective, what may decide whether or not Ole Miss is able to win this game? As I talked about earlier, teams did really, really well early in SEC play by getting second and short with easy first down runs against Ole Miss's defense. Because Ole Miss's defense this year is running a 3-2-6. And it's the same thing that Auburn fans saw against Arkansas, where if you only have five players in the box, guys like Tank Bigsby and uh, why am I blanking on Jerquez Hunter, uh, guys like Hunter and Bigsby are going to be able to, I mean, eight yards per carry on first down isn't out of the question. And if Auburn can establish the run that way, I don't know how Ole Miss is going to be able to keep running the 3-2-6 the way it does. Maybe that ends up with Ole Miss hybridizing a little bit more, running a little bit more of a 3-3, a little bit more of a 4-2-5, whatever. Whatever ends up happening, even just bringing an extra defensive back down into the box to help, they're going to have to be a little less stubborn with their schematic. Uh, If not, I mean, you guys who follow Auburn know just how good these running backs are and how good the line can be at times. And if you have an undersized and undermanned front in front of them, five men in the box against five linemen, I think I'd take Auburn against Ole Miss right now with that matchup. But flip side of it, I mean, this Ole Miss offense in a bad week against LSU still put up 470 yards of total offense. That's a number that Auburn hasn't hit in SEC play in a single game this year. That's that's the type of stuff that just the the down weeks for Ole Miss where they're playing out without so many skill guys, still 470 and 31 points. And they really didn't try to score that much in the second half. And they had a ball fumbled through the back of the end zone for a touchback that would have been a 38-pointer. So you never know. The offense is going to be the offense. It's going to click when it clicks. The defense has to step up. Do you have a prediction on the game, Nick? I've personally been kind of going back and forth on what I think is actually going to happen Saturday. I don't have a score yet. I mean, right now I think Auburn has the slight edge playing at home, playing a brand of football that's been tough on all this this year. But 
if I see Ole Miss get a little healthier, who knows? The firepower is tough to ignore. Uh, I like Auburn's defense a lot. I like the way they they match up against Ole Miss, but especially with what I saw from this Ole Miss rushing attack and what I know Corral has in him, I think it's going to be up to Auburn's offense to outscore Ole Miss's offense. And it's possible. It's very plausible. But I don't know. I, I think these teams are evenly matched in very different ways, which makes for a fun type of football. I think so, and it's going to be very fun to see if this winds up having implications on how the West plays out. It very well could once we get to December. Um, well, Nick, before we get out of here, uh, since we worked together at the Red and Black, I wanted to see if you want to throw out any stories from when we worked together, anything that comes to mind. We had Jake Rowe a few weeks ago on the podcast, and I let him talk about uh, him, uh, me coming and picking up him and Jake Cruz at like midnight in Knoxville. Um, but if you had any stories, anything that comes to mind from back when we were at the Red and Black. I mean, you know my favorite story about you, and we can't tell it yes. on here. Yes. But I'm trying to think. I just remember uh, you and I not shutting up. It, yeah. was, it was a lot of stories of us talking too much when people were trying to do work. And I'm sure that's going to happen in the press box again Saturday because that's just kind of what happens when you and I get together. You got one? What, what comes to mind other than your sideburns? I just, yes, sideburns were a big one. Um, I use the example still that you used with me when we sat down after reading one story about King Kong to like get to the point, get to the monkey. That, that's, that's what we told our intern this year was I was like, hey, man, just get to the point. We, we don't need to be spending two hours waiting on King Kong. Yeah, it's, it's my one piece of journalism wisdom is that if you spend four, five, six paragraphs telling me a story before you tell me what happened in the game, I'm not going to like your story. Get to the monkey. Nick, I appreciate you taking the time to talk. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can see your stories. And if you know what you're working on this week, uh, give us a preview on what's coming. Yeah, go to clarionledger.com. That's C-L-A-R-I-O-N-L-E-D-G-E-R and then a period and then a C-O-M. Uh, you can read all about the Ole Miss side of this game. I just filed a story about a lot of the stuff we talked about here with how Ole Miss is finding ways to produce offensively despite all of its injuries. Going to have a couple of other stories uh, highlighting uh, Matt Corral's potential chase for a Heisman Trophy, uh, given that's something that we do have to talk about now. And a couple of other fun stories here and there about uh, Lane Kiffin, because the dude can talk every once in a while. But uh, yeah, uh, follow uh, follow along with what we've got. Looking forward to some of y'all being annoyed by me on Twitter on Saturday. And uh, as always, uh, give Jordan my love, because I don't get to see him enough, and you guys get to hog them all to yourself. Appreciate it so much, buddy. Nick, appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you on Saturday. Yep, buddy. Always. Now we get to our favorite segment. Thank you, Nick Suss. Podcast episode. Nick always helped us out with his uh, part. That See you clearly, Saturday, brother. Clearly, Justin was very excited about. Yeah. And why not? The real experts. So the Nick, real expert, Jake Weiss, and yes, the rest of us. Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. that was we're, we're we're all playing for second place, ex except for me, actually. <laughs> I I've got 114 games correct. Jake has got 110 correct. Justin, Justin's got 105. So Jeez. Got, I know he's got a little, little bit of room to make up. So again, still doing good in the college pickums. Yes, still top just, five. It's just the high schools. I guess man. high school. High man. schools in Auburn, which we've talked about That's before. That's true. That one's kind of held you back. I might get Auburn wrong again. Let's see. We'll start with the high school games at Oxford at Central Phoenix City. This should be a pretty good Thursday night oh, game. For sure. I'm gonna go with Central. 
I'll go with Central as well. Oxford caught them last year, but it was all the way on the other side of the state. They got to come all the way to Phoenix City this time. Central's Keith Etheridge ain't walking through that door. Let's just keep mentioning Keith Etheridge. <laughs> Second time on the podcast. Hey, I also want to shout out before we go through the rest of the picks. Uh, Opelika flag football. The yeah. girls beat Auburn High in overtime. Haley Sanders, uh, basketball standout, yes. if I'm not mistaken, scores the game-winning, two, well, conversion, one-point conversion yes. to, uh, to win the game after a stop. So there you go. Tuesday yeah. night action. Read about it on OANow.com. Yeah. Look at that. Attaway Lady Bulldogs. <laughs> Ataga Academy at Glenwood. I'm going to go with Ataga Academy. Ataga, I think, it's 9-0. I think they'll win this one, too. Are they the ones who went really bad and then came back up? I think up? so. Went I think out so, recruited. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're AISA. They can do it. Yeah. So, yeah, Ataga Academy, probably. Glenwood is... Uh, they're okay. Yeah. They're just not quite... They lost a lot from last year. They've got to try to peak at the right time here in the playoffs, but uh, I, well, I'll pick Ataga Academy. Beauregard at Holt, I'm going to go with the Hornets. Hornets as well. I don't know anything about Holt. Not Holtville. No. Different. Two two different teams. All right, Beauregard. <laughs> Crenshaw Christian at Chambers Academy. I think this was the matchup when Chambers won their very first state title. I'm oh, going to wow. say Chambers gets the win. Chambers is at home, and they've just they've looked really good. I'm going Chambers. Chambers Academy may not lose again. IMG Academy at Auburn High. One well, Jordan. Of, <laughs> one of the bigger games. I'll be there. I'll be excited to watch. I think IMG Academy is going to win this one. IMG Academy. IMG Academy. <laughs> the college team it'll wins the high. Coming up for playoffs, so. No, it'll be a great test and an opportunity for Auburn High kids to, uh, you know, show what you've got and then also put some stuff on film, you know, because yeah. everyone's going to see those guys. I mean, as far as we know, this is the IMG. These are the big boys. This, uh, yeah. this is the, the, the big roster. So, yes. yeah, IMG will win the game. Lafette at Beulah. I'm going to go with Lafette. Lafette. Lafette Bulldogs close the regular season to go into the regular to the, go into the playoffs. Playoffs. Lee Scott at Morgan Academy kind of went back and forth on this one. I'm going to give the edge to Morgan. We just talked about this one before we started rolling. I'm going to go with Lee Scott though. Oh my gosh, Warriors! I'll pick Lee Scott. I got to catch Jordan somehow. There you go. Loach Poke at Highland Home. I'm going with the greatest name in Alabama high school football, the Flying Squadron. Highland Home. <laughs> Give me low Chipoka. What's Highland Home looking like this year? Uh, you know, I'm not entirely sure. Okay, you just like their name. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're playing at Highland Home. Right. That is a good name, though. I'll go with low Chipoka, man. I think they're sneaky good. Real Town at Holtville. You remember? Okay, all right. This I know the Bulldogs. I'm going to go with Real Town. They've been looking pretty good. Real Town. Real Town, as I've said, a sneaky good football team. Better than their record shows. Real Town wins big. Stanhope Elmore at Smith Station. I'm going to go with Stanhope Elmore. Smith Station because they're at home. <gasps> wow! Stanhope Elmore, my uh, rival, my alma mater's arch rival. Oh. Yeah. Can you pick them then? No. But yeah, I will. Stanhope. <laughs> Stanhope Elmore, the dreaded Mustangs. Yeah. Going the college route, Michigan at Michigan State. Oh, boy! I am going to pick Big Brother. I'm going to go with Michigan. Michigan. Not 100%. I'll go Michigan, though. Man, I really want to pick against Jim Harbaugh. I mean... What's the spread? I haven't looked at it. I'm not sure. Uh, probably Michigan. Penn State at Ohio State. Not even going to think twice about this. Ohio State. Ohio State. The Ohio State University. Penn State's not actually that good. Sorry, Auburn fans. Florida versus Georgia. I'm going to say the alma mater gets the win in Jacksonville. 
Go Bulldogs. Georgia, 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 Georgia. Kentucky at Mississippi State. I think I'm kind of picking the upset here. I'm going to go with Mississippi State. Kentucky. Wow. So Kentucky going to Stark Vegas. Mm-hmm. You like the spread? You like the air raid? You like Mike Leach. I, I mean, what, he, he used to coach at Kentucky, man. He's going to want to win this what one. What does Kentucky have to play for? You know, they Second doc, in the East. Dr. Weiss, Dr. Weiss picked them. They still couldn't win. So, I mean, Michigan favored by four. So Interesting. There's that line. Kentucky's uh, slipping on that banana pill that their quarterback apparently did not eat. Yeah. I'd pick Kentucky to win. Yeah, there we go. We'll see. The, right there. There you hey. go. Hey. That's pretty big. The game of the week, as far as we're concerned, Ole Woo. Miss at Auburn. I went Woo. back and forth on this one, and even you guys heard when I talked to Nick, we kind of talked about how we had trouble making up our minds. But I'm going to pick Auburn. I think that Ole Miss is banged up. I think Bo Nix is feeling good, and I think he's going to make some big plays, and Auburn's going to get the big home win. Auburn's had an extra week to prepare because they had to buy, obviously. So I'm going to go Auburn. Tell you what, man. Uh, I've been impressed with Ole Miss. I've wanted to pick Ole Miss. I've been impressed with Matt Crow. I've been impressed with their offense. But the thing is, Auburn could not have this at a better time, at a better place. You're coming off of a bye. You're in Jordan-Hare Stadium at a night game on ESPN. That place should be rocking. The team should be well-prepared. And if Auburn loses this game, it's on Auburn. So I'm going to pick Auburn. And I'm going to be, you know, critical of them if they lose. Because they should win this game because it's in the right time and the right place. And they should, they should not lose to a Mississippi school at home at night. And you know what? And I think that just outweighs Matt Corral and how well they're playing a little bit. And uh, And – not to mention their defense is bad. So Auburn should be able to run the ball against them and should be able to play their kind of football. Um, so I'm going to pick Auburn. And uh, I've talked myself into uh, an Auburn pick. And uh, I think they should hold serve and win at home. It's a clean sweep as far as Auburn goes on the po- podcast. Well, uh, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks for the intern Jake Weiss coming on. Dr. Weiss. Uh, thanks for Nick Suss for taking the time to talk. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Be sure to subscribe, rate, Ooh. shares it uh, to everybody you, you got out there. Let them know about the podcast. Um, for Justin Lee, I'm Jordan Hill. We're going to get out of here and Happy get ready. Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Have, eat, a, eat a lot of candy corn or none at all. Both are great. Anywhere in between. Examples. Uh, don't write anything about frights in your lead, Jake. Don't do that. Don't right. write any, don't even write any, any Halloween puns in your stories this weekend. Well, I and, got some editing to do. And let's just get out of here. <laughs> let's do what we can. So, hey, man, big Saturday night, though. I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. Once upon a time, a night game on ESPN was a big deal. Yes. Not so much anymore, I doesn't feel like. But uh, this one feels like a, a big game. I so. think I think it will be. And, and be looking for after the game when we do our post-game podcast. Right. That'll be fun as well. And dress appropriately. Yes. It's going to be cold. Yeah. We didn't talk about yeah. this. Two years ago, Ole Miss, uh, two years ago, the students. Jake, were you in the student section then? Where were you? No, you were up at the press box. the press box. Remember that? For 2019, yeah. And all the, stu- all the students came unprepared. They were in their, you know, their Halloween Togas costumes. and Yeah. <laughs> everything else got a little cold yeah yeah and they got cold and let it was 100 percent because of the weather too. yeah I mean, yeah auburn only won by a touchdown yeah 21 14 or 28 oh it, it got to where like daniel thomas and those guys were like wow it sucks that our fans bailed on us hey, I, I remember the players saying stuff on social media mm-hmm. but then like yeah but then it, it just came out later like you know the universal consensus was like we got cold we, mm. were, we weren't ready so be ready this time be prepared you have been warned <laughs> yeah right and spread the word Text your nieces and your nephews, everyone on campus, everyone's a student, 
be prepared for the cold this weekend. Well, we're going to go get prepared for that big Saturday night game, and we're going to get out of here on that. So uh, until next time, take care.